Welcome to the Resilient Teacher Project. I'm Julie Sohacki, a clinical professor and program director for English secondary education at University of Hartford. If you want to see more, please go to teachertlc.com for resilience research and resources. My mission is to grow resilient teacher leaders by offering innovative and inspirational content. All topics integrate teacher self-care and well-being both in and out of the classroom. So this is a check-in. So, so far, uh, I offered you a time that you can really check in in six different self-care areas that I suggested, and um, we'll go over those areas right now, and then I'd like to talk about my challenges with those six areas or how I've grown in those six areas, um, and then we have a wonderful podcast. I'm not sure if you were able to listen to it yet. Uh, with Jennifer Wasmer, and that's all about gratitude. And so once we have our six core uh, actions under control, and we're able to do that on a regular basis, bringing in gratitude is very powerful. And so that's where we're headed today. So the first one is to hydrate. And we may think that is a no-brainer, and so we want to just skip that one, but it's a reality that we really need to plan how we're going to drink water and liquids all day long. And so for me, being on Zoom so much, having meetings, I decided to use some larger canning jars and fill them with water. And so I may have three of them right next to me. So that by the time I'm done with a couple of meetings, I've consumed a bunch of water. And so that's just something that you can do too. You can use more than one water bottle if you're out of the house. If you're in your home, you may think it's easier, and maybe it is, but you still really need to plan how am I going to get all of this liquid in my body before noon because that's my cutoff time. I want to make sure that I've had a good amount of water before noon so that I'm not just drenching myself in water after 12 o'clock. And so it needs to be balanced. And so I just use noon as my cutoff. So that's my story on hydrating. Um, the next two are connected because it's all about eating. And so I don't tell you what to eat, but I do ask you to eat more veggies and then eat less sugar. And so I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. So I'm really lucky in the sense that I love veggies and I eat mostly vegetables. And so this is not a difficult one for me. But what is challenging if I'm too busy is finding new and exciting ways to eat vegetables. And so for example, um, I might get on a certain kick and just hone in on this one vegetable and continue to make uh, one thing with this vegetable. So an example is that in New England right now, it is zucchini season. And so it's very easy for me to quickly make zoodles, those spiralized noodles and so I can make pesto with my zoodles. I can put sauce on my zoodles. And I found this amazing recipe that I have been obsessed with, uh, with a Thai 
zoodle salad that has cashews and it has a peanut dressing and it's just a really yummy salad. Well, the thing that happens with me is that I will eat this delicious Thai peanut zoodle salad for a week or two and then I'm tired of it. And so my challenge is more or less having a balanced approach to eating all different types of veggies. So some ideas that I have for you today, easy ways to get your veggies, you can pile veggies on a pizza. So if you're someone who doesn't want to start with a green smoothie, that's okay. Um, Just piling even raw veggies on a pizza after it's been cooked, lots of greens like arugula, chopped up parsley and basil, some baby spinach, whatever it is that you'd like to use, that can be a good way to get more veggies. Okay, you might be eating the pizza anyway, add the veggies. Another idea that uh, I love is coming up with a great vinaigrette that you really love. Because if you love your vinaigrette, then maybe you're more likely to eat lots of salads and lots of greens. So last year, I was on a strawberry vinaigrette kick in which I would just make this simple vinaigrette of balsamic vinegar, extra virgin olive oil, a little spicy mustard, or stone ground mustard, and a a little bit, if you want, of um, maple syrup or raw honey. And then I put that through my blender, and then I add fresh strawberries to my blender, and there's my vinaigrette. Well, I've I love this because it's it's a bit sweet because of the strawberries, and so I'm able to even make a kale salad and add this vinaigrette, and it's delicious. Well, this year, changing it up, I found a lemon zesty dressing that I can make very easily, and it's very, it's just very lemony and fresh. And I've been enjoying salads with that. So I will include some of these recipes for you in the show notes. But that's just another example of how um, I decided to change things up and and get more veggies um, in, in different ways. So it maybe is not necessarily the veggie, but maybe adding something like a vinaigrette that will encourage you to eat more vegetables. The other thing I like to do is to think of of foods that I like. For example, I like tacos. And so how can I make these super veggie friendly? Well, I can make salsa. I can even just cut up some um, tomatoes, red onion, cucumbers, and make my own salsa chopped up really small or put it through a food processor. And then I can make guacamole. And if I really want to get crazy, I can eliminate the meat altogether because I'm really not that big of a meat eater. And instead, I can uh, make myself some lentils that I can mix with some Mexican spices or some taco seasoning. And so lots of veggies there. I'm also loving the idea of grilling vegetables to put in a salad and also grilling some fruit, in this case, peaches. So if you're interested in that, I have a great recipe for you uh, where it's a delicious salad with some grilled zucchini and some grilled peaches. 
Also, I'm really into, I guess it's a lemon year for me because I found this delicious recipe for lemony kale chips and they're addictive and you can eat as many as you'd like. So um, that's another way to get veggies. So the pizza, the, the kale chips, the tacos, the grilled salad with greens. Um, and then, of course, I have to at least mention a green smoothie. And the reason for that is because when you don't really feel like getting your veggies, you can just throw them all in a blender and turn it on. And you can make something really cold and delicious, especially for the summer months. And so I'll include a, a recipe for a my go-to green smoothie as well. So lots of ideas of how to get um, more veggies. And then I'd like to couple that with the idea of eating less sugar. So how can we do that? Well, it's simply either substituting, not a sugar per se, but just substituting what you eat. Um, so instead of maybe ice cream with lots of sugar, you can create something that I love because it's so easy. It's like two or three ingredients in my food processor, which is sometimes referred to as nice scream. It's basically frozen bananas with a little coconut milk, and you can add frozen blueberries or other berries or even uh, a nut butter and create your own ice cream in your food processor, which is really a banana base. So yes, it has sugar in it, but a natural sugar and not the sugars that we see in all processed foods, which I'm really talking to you about cutting those out. So if you go into your pantry right now or into your cupboard and notice that you use certain processed foods, it can even be ketchup or barbecue sauce. It doesn't have to be um, an actual cereal or oatmeal, although it could be, but just check the, the sugar on that that would be an important place to get started. And so those two areas are probably my easiest uh, of the six. So another one that's very closely related is I asked you to take some supplements. The CDC is, is saying that to get vitamins D, C, and zinc in our foods would be a really good thing to do. I'm kind of increasing that. I'm actually taking uh, oral supplements of vitamin C, D, and zinc. And I'm suggesting that if that works for you, you should do it too. Maybe, you know, perhaps you should check with your medical provider about that. But um, taking supplements on a daily basis for me has been a challenge. And for that, I can say that the key here is really planning. And I have uh, small jars, small glass jars that I keep near the supplements. And I do try to put all of my supplements because I also take omegas. I also take um, a fruit and vegetable whole food supplements with micronutrients because I know I'm not getting as, as much of a veggie lover as I am. I'm not getting a wide array of veggies. And so I take that as well. And so if you would like to put your supplements all in one spot, um, 
by having these little jars around, so maybe even three days worth, so that when it is time to take them, you just open the jar and take your supplements immediately. And also having a time of the day is good for that. I like this jar um, system simply because I put my jar uh, right on the kitchen table where I usually sit and eat. And so then I'm sure to remember to take them. So that's my little trick for that. So then we're left with a couple that I can find challenging, getting them into my day every single day. One is sleep and the other is moving my body. So when I'm consumed with work and I get up early and start my day uh, working, haven't moved my body yet, then I need to come up with a time to do that during the day. And sometimes if there's lots going on during my day, I'm not prioritizing that well. I'm not sure if you have that problem, but I have now a list of reasons why I need to move my body. And it's not just for weight loss. Um, It also helps regulate my hormones. It makes me feel so much better. Um, I like being reconnected in nature. So When I do move my body, I like it to be outdoors. So there can be many different reasons for you. And so maybe perhaps creating that list and then looking at it will help elevate the idea in your mind of, yes, I need to move my body every day. Also finding a pleasurable activity helps. I personally love yoga and walking. And so uh, those are the things that I like to do regularly. And then sleep, uh, it can start off well, but sometimes some of us wake up and then we're unable to fall back to sleep. What can we do about this? This is really, sleep is really for me connected to stress relief. If I have a lot on my mind, it's going to be really difficult for me to fall asleep or to stay asleep. Even if I can initially fall asleep it's 2 a.m. and now I'm up for hours. And so I've introduced yoga nidra into my life, which is simply laying down and um, being guided through a meditation that really allows us to um, move our energy flow and heal our bodies in a way that is, um, you know, different than other ways that I do this. And so that's why I really appreciate it. Not only that, but I have a a wise and wonderful uh, yoga nitra teacher. Her name is Jennifer Reese. And I will put her, jenniferreeseyoga.com. I will put that website in the show notes in case you're interested in checking it out. I do know that Thursday evenings are free starts at eight o'clock. You might want to check that out. And so again, many different ways to view the idea of sleep. I like using a diffuser of essential oils such as lavender or um, Young Living has something really wonderful called Peace and Calming. It's one of my favorite smells and it's also very relaxing. There's also another essential oil called stress away that I love. I use that during the day and that seems to keep me um, more calm. 
And then finally, I can just tell you and speak from my own experience that magnesium has really helped. So whether you get the magnesium that you spray on your skin, or if it's an oral supplement, trying magnesium, um, or even melatonin may be something that you may want to try. So that's, those are just some of my ideas about sleep. But I also realized and had this aha moment just with Jennifer recently that sleep is so interconnected with stress relief and so is gratitude. And so writing in my gratitude journal before bed is one way that I can kind of release some of the things that I'm thinking and really shift my mindset into that gratitude mindset of appreciative uh, thoughts that will then allow me to relax more and fall asleep. And so that's why to all of these uh, six big ideas for self-care, I added be grateful because none of them really work fully until we have that mindset. And Jennifer did such a beautiful job on the podcast episode explaining the connection between gratitude and communication. And so I hope that you take that with you as well. So those are my wins and struggles when it comes to the big six ideas that uh, that I've asked us to look at together. Again, hydrating is so important, eating more veggies and less sugar, uh, taking supplements that can help us um, stay healthy and keep our immune system strong, especially during this virus, and then moving our bodies and um, sleeping well all help with our immune system. So my, my idea with creating this initially was to keep our immune system strong and healthy. And part of that is also going inside through some type of contemplative practice, whether it be meditation or even a gratitude practice, which is so powerful. So thank you so much for listening and joining me. And I hope that some of these words have inspired you. If you haven't started this practice yet, this wellness wake-up call through COVID-19, I hope that you will consider starting it now. So this is Julie Sohacky. Until next time, take good care.